Happy Magical Monday. I'm Courtney. And I'm TJ. Welcome to another episode of the Wishbone Sparks Podcast. Podcast. That was weird. You really just threw me off there. I did. I did it on purpose. (laughs) And we're so glad you're here. We are glad that you're here. Yes. Today we're talking about... Mars Needs Moms. Yes. For everyone listening, Courtney didn't want to watch this movie and I need her to tell everyone that she did not hate it. Uh, Courtney, go ahead and tell the people (laughs) that this movie's not bad. It was a good movie. Uh Uh-huh. This is one of like I know that we're like past August now, but this is one of like my my movies that I like really enjoy. So it's okay. Next week, next week is my movie. I know. What is next week? Iron Man. Oh, that's my movie too, though. I love Iron Man. I'm excited. Iron Man's my that. favorite cool. superhero. Cool. Yeah, this movie was actually super fun, though. I have to say, before we even jump into a plot or anything else, one thing I would like to commend Disney on: this was outside of their mold. Yeah, it feels very not Disney. Very not. Kind of like um, it almost has a light year feel to it. Maybe. It gives me like Chicken Little. Yes, not yes, Chicken Little, more Chicken Little. Yes, you're right. Vibes. Good call out. I think it was in that same kind of maybe era. Same era, same animation style. Um, maybe even Center Studio. Uh, Center. Similar studio or the same studio. Um, maybe the same directors. It's possible. Different era. Different era. era. Okay. Well, we've one debunked. One came out in 2005. One came out in 2011. Only six years difference. Very different directors. This okay. one is from Walt Disney Pictures and Imagine Movers. Chicken Little is from Walt Disney Pictures and Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures. Okay. Well. But it does have the same vibe. Similar vibes. Very crazy and chaotic. A lot of twists and turns. When I first saw the animation style in these Martian people, I was very confused. Yeah, they kind of throw you into it from the top, too, which kind of throws you off. I and was like, why did Disney make these weird people? Yeah. It, gives, it gave me Avatar vibes. Yes, very much so. Very, very much so. Okay, you ready? I'm going to kick us off with a plot summary. Okay. All right, here we go. Unbeknownst to humans, there is a thriving, technologically sophisticated society of Martians living below the surface of Mars. So basically, whenever we send the rovers and stuff to investigate Mars, we never find them because they're all under the surface. Um, The Martian's supervisor, while observing Earth, sees a mother persuading her son, Milo, to do his chores. The Martians decide to bring her to Mars, where her mominess will be extracted and implanted into the next generation of nannybots. Meanwhile, Milo, who doesn't like to follow house rules and do chores and has been sent to his room for feeding uh, broccoli to his cat, Cujo, sarcastically tells his mother that his life would be better without her, which hurts her very, very deeply. Later that night, Milo goes to apologize but discovers his mom is taken away. He runs after her, but they end up in separate parts of the Martian spaceship. On Mars, Milo is taken to an underground prison cell. He escapes and is chased by the supervisor's henchmen, which the supervisor is like the main Martian leader. Yes. Um, but Milo follows the voice that tells him to jump down a chute and lands in a lower subterranean level and ends up being a trash chute. There he sees a trash covered landscape that is inhabited by furry creatures. Milo is whisked away by the creatures to meet Gribble, also known as George Ribble, the childlike adult human. Um, who had told him to jump down the chute. Gribble explains to Milo that the Martians plan to extract Milo's mom's memories at sunrise using a process that will kill her. Gribble, who is lonely and does not want Milo to leave, pretends to help Milo find his mother. His plan goes awry 
Um, well, hold on. The reason the reason that it says um, he pretends to help Milo is his plan is to to help Milo find his mother and then make everything go wrong and save him and then tell Milo basically, hey, like you can't try to save her anymore. Like you just gotta stay here forever with me because he's lonely. Yeah. Um, very manipulative, but also when you find out like his story later, you kind of get it. Um, his plan goes awry, leading Gribble. Uh, leading to Gribble being captured and Milo being chased by the supervisor's henchmen. Milo is rescued by Key, one of the supervisors who raised Martian babies. Milo tells her about his search for his mom and what a human relationship with a mom is like as Key and her kin were mentored by only nanny bots and supervisors and do not know of love. Milo returns to Gibble's, Gribble's home but finds him missing. Gribble's robotic spider, two cat. had no idea it was a spider. I thought it was a cat this whole time. Oh, it's a robotic it? spider, but it's like he like treats like a cat, so I named him two cat. And he has very cow. Did tendencies. you know it was a cat? Or it's did you know it was a spider? Pointy. I just knew it was an animatronic being. I didn't know I didn't Did you know it was a spider? I didn't think it was a spider or a cat or anything. I thought it was a robot. I thought it was a cat. Okay. Like a robotic cat. Well the name like is two cat, so Yeah. Okay. I can understand your confusion. Anyway, Gribble's robotic spider to get takes Milo to the Martian compound where Gribble is being prepared for execution. Um, Milo- Literally execution. He's against a wall where they like shoot people and they're going to shoot him. It's wild. Yeah, it's very unhinged. Yeah. Uh, Milo is captured by his henchmen, but Key tosses him a laser gun, allowing him to escape. Milo and Gribble retreat to an even lower uninhabited level where Gribble describes his own mom's Abduction and murder by the Martians 20 years ago. Gribble blames himself for being, for her being chosen and regrets that he had not been able to save her. Milo convinces Gribble to actually help him just as Key finds them. Um, they discover an ancient mural of a Martian family and realize that Martian children were not always raised by machines. Gribble explains that Martian female babies are currently raised by Nini bots in the technolo- technology technologically why can't i talk um advanced society while the male babies are sent down below to be raised by adult male martians which are the furry creatures he encounters later which basically they think that men are useless because all they know how to do is nurture and care is hug and and hug and love and the, the the females don't like that no which is wild Wild. We'll get on more of that later. Milo, Gribble, and Key save Milo's mom just before sunrise, causing the energy of the extraction device to short out the electronic locks to the control room. This lets the adult males and babies enter, where they run amok, attacking the guards and robots. Milo and his mom steal oxygen helmets and try to escape across the Martian surface, but the supervisor, while attempting to kill them, causes Milo to trip and his helmet shatters. His mom gives him her own helmet, saving Milo, but causes herself to suffocate in the planet's air. The Martians are awed as this is the first time they have seen love. Gribble finds his own mother's helmet and gives it to Milo's mom, saving her. Milo apologizes to his mom for his earlier words and the two reconcile. Key brings a ship for them to escape in, but the supervisor intervenes. Key argues that Martians were meant to be raised in families with love, but the supervisor insists that the current situation is better because, to her, it is more efficient. The henchmen realize the supervisor's cruel nature and arrest her, deciding that they now prefer the loving vision of family life and the other Martians celebrate. Milo, his mom, Gribble, Key, and Tucat travel back to Earth. Gribble decides not to stay because he wants to pursue a relationship with Key on Mars. Milo and his mom return home just before Milo's dad arrives. And that's how it ends. That's how it ends. Except in the credits when Key is teaching them how to paint. 
Yeah, and also um, the the Martian supervisor gets to care for the new babies since she gets peed on. Shippers. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, keeping with tradition, we'll go with initial thoughts. Um, this is your first time seeing this movie, so I'm excited to hear your initial thoughts on this. Um, um, this is very, and I think like I already said before, this is very not in Disney's typical wheelhouse. Yeah. I think that, I don't know. It just is very interesting. It just is not typical. It's not, I don't know. It's very like against societal norms. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I have. It's very, it just is uh, wild. It's a little unhinged in moments. It's chaotic. Okay. It's tear jerking. I didn't cry. Other people in the room cried. Yeah. AKA TJ. I don't know. It's a good movie. It just, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to push you further on this. Um, you said overall you liked the movie. What do you think made you like it? Like what, what made it? So let's say there's a scale of one to 10, right? Five being teetering on it just being okay. Four being, I didn't like it that much, but it's tolerable. And then six being, I liked it, which I would say you'd probably give this movie a six on like your scale. Like you enjoyed it, but like, you know, it's barely yeah. over a five. But what do you think pushed it over that edge? What do you think made, made it? I think the story is captivating enough to keep your attention. Yeah. I saw you leaning in a lot. Like for me, if I can't lean in and lock in and like the storyline isn't captivating i'm i'm super uninterested yeah i'm very much would rather scroll on instagram or tiktok than F- fair enough fair watching enough. a movie that's not captivating last question for you before we go into the other questions oh, other than the story being like captivating enough to keep your attention what do you think made it likable so like what what was the main quality what was maybe something that happened in the movie you're like like i actually this maybe because i think like, maybe just my own curiosity like okay I wanted to know where did Gribble come from? Okay. Like I needed to know more of his story. Also, once you find out that Key is the one who's painting the flowers and is a little bit like against their own societal norms, like yeah, how, why? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's cool. I like that. And then by the time that you start to like lean into that, then it gets into like the climax of the movie and she's like helps them escape and all of that stuff. So then it like really, okay. by that point you're already so in it. You don't want to okay. leave it. I like that. The reason I ask you that is I remember moments in our lives when you, we've either one of us have gotten together to watch movies. And like, I remember like the first time you made me watch Encanto and like you were so excited for me to watch it. But there's always moments in movies like that when you're the f- first time you're watching it, when you're trying to decide like, do I like this movie or not? You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. it happens in the first five minutes. Sometimes it takes 30 minutes and you get to like the, and, and you're halfway through and you're like, oh wow. I'm like. I mean, okay, I'm intrigued. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. There's some movies, like, I can constantly did a great job. Like, instantly, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Um, I think Onward took a minute for me when we watched that over COVID. I think Onward, I think Wally, I think. Yes. Those movies kind of take for, like, a little bit longer to develop. Yes. I mean, not that they're not good. It just takes no, them a second yeah, they're to, great. Like, get the story rolling. Even this one, honestly, because at the beginning of it, I wasn't really sure what was happening, but... Then you like when he gets trapped, and then you learn about Gribble, and then you're like, "Where did this guy come from? He's yeah. on a planet with Mar like Martians, and he's this only human." Yeah. And it like slowly like brings it in, but like. Yeah. 
Like, how did Gribble get here? And you don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah, it takes a while for it. To, you can kind of assume maybe the same thing happened, but you don't know. You don't know. Because he said he was an astronaut from Reagan's, like, um Yeah, and he was like, that's why you call it the Red Planet. Yeah. Which is really was stupid. humorous. Uh, humorous <laughs> and stupid. Um, last thing I'll say before we go into our questions that I just... Um, I really, really, you know, thought was is cool about these types of movies is like you have that captivating moment when you're trying to decide if you like it or not. And this movie makes you wait for the payoff. When you get to the payoff, it's really good. Yeah. And uh, it, it really gets you. So my initial thoughts of this movie when I first watched it is I used to be a special needs teacher at several special needs schools here in uh, Jacksonville. And one of my students that I had for a while, he was actually my nephew. His name's Steven. He's awesome. Um, this is one of his favorite movies. He likes space and time travel. And so the fact that this movie was in space he always wanted to watch it now he'd never seen it before so him and i watched it together for the first time and um when we watched this movie i remember um this was back when i just had um i had a cell phone but like i didn't like you know i don't know it wasn't like it is now like i have a bunch of games on my phone like i had instagram but not really no i didn't have instagram instagram wasn't a thing yet i had facebook on my phone anyways so we are yeah it was a long time ago it was literally i was 18 19 so this is we're talking like 12 13 years ago 14 years uh, 14 ago. years ago jeez louise i'm 32 now um so we're watching mars needs moms they just coming out too like we had barely like it only been out for like a year and I remember we were watching it together, and he's like, obviously, you know, he's a, he's a kid, and he has um, autism, and so he's very, very, very focused on the things that he likes, and so he's he's watching this movie, he's focused, and I'm sitting like kind of behind him, like he's like in a chair, like right up close to the screen. He has kind of bad vision, so we like to sit close. So he's up close to the screen, and I'm kind of sitting on a chair, like kind of behind him, kind of like you know, not really paying attention, and then I, I kind of start getting into the movie, and I'll never forget, I I got to the moment that we'll talk about in length, where uh, Milo and his mom have that moment in space and I just couldn't control myself like I had a tear just roll down my face in that moment where she like showed you know he had his helmet on and it um, shattered and you think he's maybe die and then his mom walks up after all of the things that she's been through and being out of you know unconscious in outer space and without even thinking about it she takes her helmet off gives it to him and then breaks the handle off it's yeah. like I'm saving your life and that was my like that that is this movie in a nutshell for me like it's just so just heart-wrenching and so emotionally drawing at moments and then set so comical and so fun and so sci-fi and it's just a, so many components to it so um this is a really fun movie and one that i really really enjoy a lot um and so yeah my initial thoughts when i first watched it were great and my uh initial thoughts watching re-watching it where i cried again like courtney said i we got to that scene and i teared up again it was really 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 sweet um, so cool. Without further ado, we'll go ahead and go into our normal questions. Yes. Uh, favorite character? I don't really have a favorite character. None of these characters. I feel like for me, like I didn't really relate to any of these characters, and none of them really like hit home to me. I'm not saying there is a bad character. There is like yeah, but I just I can't differentiate a favorite at this time. Okay. Milo's my favorite character. I think he's great. I think he obviously is the main character of the whole story. He carries the whole story. He's uh, really, really fun. Um, I love his relationship with Gribble, and I love his um, his just attitude and his he's just like your quintessential two thousands kid. And I like him a lot. He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your least favorite character? I have a least favorite character either. I mean, maybe the supervisor, maybe at times Gribble, because he seems really manipulative. Yeah, at, he is. And at the beginning, 
Um, obviously he's doing that out of hurt and out of needing to not be alone anymore and like his own insecurities and his whatever. So like, he's really not doing it with bad intent. He thinks that him manipulating will actually end up being good for both of them at the end, which is even though not real life, he thinks it's real life. Um, but maybe, so like maybe the supervisor. Yeah. She's my least favorite character too. She is the worst. Um, I mean, she basically keeps their whole society like dumbed down um, and doesn't have it functioning at its full potential, full capacity. Um, yeah. So yeah, I agree. My least favorite is definitely Supervisor. Um, characters in general, um, it's driven by a very small cast list. So you got Gribble, Milo, Two Cat, the Mom, Supervisor. Um, the one character's name, uh, one of the male characters, they name, his name is, oh my goodness, I'm blanking. One of the, um, the male characters when they fall down into the thing. I know who you're talking about. Wingnut. Wingnut. Yes, Wingnut. Um, you have Milo's dad. Yeah. He was really cool. Which, by the way, I like to talk about that. Um, Milo's dad's kind of a cool character in the show. Or not the show, the movie. I really um, appreciate the uh, whole Mars Needs Mom thing where like, Milo, his mom, and his um, his dad are like a family. And at the beginning of the, uh, the beginning of the movie, you have like this whole family dynamic. And... Um, you know, it's not like a single mom situation. It's like a full family with like a full parent and a full parent situation, which is cool. I, I love that like the dad's involved and like how they like they talk to him on the phone and then he gets back and like he never even knows anything has happened. Um, he's kind of a fun character. Um, but yeah, super short character list. I mean, there's literally when you look at the cast list, it's Seth Green as Milo, Dan Fogler as Gribble, Elizabeth uh, Hornis as Key, Mindy Serling as a supervisor, Joan Kuzak as Milo's mom, Kevin Cahoon as Wingnut, D. Bradley Baker as Two Cat, Tom Everett Scott as Milo's dad, Raymond as um, one of the Martian Hasslings, and then it lists a bunch of other random people as like uh, other voice actors. So like very short cast list for most um, animated movies. Most animated movies have like hundreds of people that do voices and this movie is very short so um yeah. super super cool that they carried it with a, with a shorter cast than usual um thought it was cool but yeah characters in general i call the characters i think that they move the, the plot forward pretty well yeah me too all right favorite scene i like when they're down in the um like the an uninhabited part like under the trash world um, yeah it's cool where it's like really like the lights are changing colors it's just it's really it's really beautiful yeah and you get to learn more about gribble they like decide like no like let's let's do this together like let's actually like make sure your mom makes it like, oh, I'm not going to let what happened to my mom happen to your mom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... And then... What's her name? Key. Finds out about Martians and families and, like, finds the mural and just... I don't know. I feel like a lot of the story is kind of pieced together in that moment down there. And I just think it's all really beautiful. I agree. I agree. 
I think my favorite scene is um, the one where they get home and uh, the dad shows up from his business trip. He was supposed to come home the night before. But um, breathe more. Um, <laughs> she keeps yawning. No, I just I keep yawning on purpose because I feel like my ears need to pop. I feel like my I just am. I just mm, you're very congested. I just stuff. feel trapped inside. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just keep talking. So I think that I like the scene when the dad gets home from his trip and like the mom and the son just got home from Mars and like they're all coming home at the same time. And uh, he has no clue that they've gone on this like incredible journey. <laughs> and he just like walks in, but he's really happy to see them and they're really happy to see him. And um, it's just super cute. And they so they just like walk in and you know greet each other. I thought that scene was really good. I also really like the scene where um, is it heartbreaking as it is? I think it might be my actual favorite scene is when uh, Milo and his mom have that moment out in Mars, like the landscape or whatever. Um, yeah. Where like you know she saves his life, um, super sweet, and it kind of really brings home the the love aspect of this movie and like the love of a mother and how much she loves her kid. It was really really cool. I agree. Yeah. I like that scene. I just not my fave. Yeah. What about least favorite scenes? Um. Probably when Milo tells his mom that his life would be better off without a mom. And then he goes to apologize and she's gone. It's very heartbreaking. Yeah, it's very sad. I agree. Almost almost more heartbreaking in the end. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It was tough, yeah. It just is like, I just think that the perspective of like, so many people wish that their mom would do for them what her, he was, she was doing for him. And for him to say, my life would be so much better if I didn't have a mom, it's just very heart-wrenching. Yeah, it's heart-wrenching. And then you also have, like, her working really hard to make that a home. And then you obviously have a dad who probably makes really good money, but he's, like, obviously has to travel for his job. So, like, he's gone a lot, you can tell. Like, it just broke her heart in that moment. Yeah, because she's trying so hard to, like, keep everything And, like, I just, I don't know. I know, even though I'm not a mom, I have lots of mom friends friends who are moms and I don't know I just I could I don't know if one of their kids told them that their lives would be better off without them I think they would literally just like break in half yeah for sure for For sure um I think my least favorite scene is probably the same that one's really sad um very very uh you know, especially when he, like... It's really sad when he's like, I'm going to go tell her I'm sorry. And then, like, she's been abducted at this point. So he's, like, trying to find her. And, like, it's just really sad. Um, yeah. Soundtrack for this movie was good. Um, obviously, there's no, like, like actual, like, songs or anything. But it was really solid. Um, I feel like it fit the movie pretty well. Very yeah. spacey. Um, would you say this movie is over or underrated? No, I've never heard of it before. No one really talks about it. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 37% and IMDb gives it a 5.4% or out of 10. 5.4 out of 10. I don't care about those numbers. What is your opinion? Is it over or underrated? (sighs) Okay. Here's my opinion. The director 
Simon Wells is known for things like He worked on things like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future, Polar Express. Mm -hmm. So compared to those movies, I think this movie, in that sense, is adequately graded at those percentages. Personal opinion, you know? Have you ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Okay. And I've seen the Polar Express and the Back to the Futures, yeah. Okay. Why? I think this movie's better than Polar Express. Back to the Future is a classic, but it's just as zany and wacky as this movie is, if not more so. I'm not saying it's something zany or wacky. I just don't. I think because of all these other movies that he worked on, like, I don't know, it just kind of like falls flat. Yeah. Almost like they're expecting something greater than what it was. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's like a phenomenal movie. I don't think it's like 10 out of 10 or like... No. No, it's not. I think 37% is a little low maybe, but I mean, to be honest, no one really talks about this movie. Didn't know it existed. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's okay where it's at. (laughs) I think it's underrated. I think that it definitely deserves more love than it gets. Um, It's clunky, but it also has some scenes that really make you um, rethink your whole life. Um, has a strong story and a strong message and um, it's got a lot of really cool animation that goes with it and um, the characters are strong like Gribble, Milo, Key um, even the mom is um, really strong the villain and supervisor is a strong villain so it has some strength to it um, I think that it's definitely like a 6 out of 10 type of movie um, so I don't think it's like super amazing but I definitely think it's a strong a strong movie that could be good for a if you're you know off work like we most of us are tomorrow on Labor Day and uh, you're gonna lay in bed all day and wanna watch movies. Maybe it's that 10 a.m. movie. You're like, hey, I've never seen this movie before. I'm just gonna give it a shot. That kind of movie. I think it's underrated though. I think it's, it's one think of the most expensive sci-fi flops of all time. That's it. That's the tweet. That's that person's opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. I think it's underrated. It had a $150 million budget. It only, it did not even make $40 million in the box office. Really? 39.2. Yeah. It's wild. Not everything's for everyone. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying... It's a, be- it's a better movie than it gets credit for. Next question. What's a theme from the movie to apply to your everyday life? I don't know. Maybe just don't take stuff for granted. Yeah. I think Milo kind of took advantage of his mom and what he did for her. And then when he realized that he might never have his mom again, it kind of set things in perspective for him. And I just think that oftentimes we wait until it's almost too late to recognize the things that deserve recognition and praise in our lives and if we just stop trying to get to the next thing and just sat in the moment and maybe reflected on 
what we have, why we have what we have, maybe we would be more appreciative of the things and the people around us yeah. and not take advantage of those things. Um, because I don't know, you might be taking advantage of something and you don't realize it into it until it's too late. Yeah. We just should be more appreciative and thankful of the things and the people that we have in our lives. I think one thing I took away from it was it's never too late to say sorry. Um, he did made a mistake, and he like knew he made a mistake, and then he wanted to tell her sorry, and wasn't able to because of circumstances. But then like all the way to the end, he finally got to the point where he could talk to his mom, and like he was like, "I'm sorry." Like it's never too late to say sorry. Yeah. Um, I also one thing that I took away from it heavily as someone who lost my mother at a long age, or at a long age at a young age, is. Um, don't take mothers for granted or don't think parent don't take parents for granted um he didn't realize how much his mom loved him and he's like laying on the ground suffocating and she takes her helmet off and gives it to him and then breaks the handle off and like sacrifices herself um you know parents love us more than we know and so uh just don't take that for granted and then um I think the last thing that I really took away from this that I think was really trying to be driven home, maybe society didn't want to hear this back then, but I think they would love to hear it now if this movie came out, is that um, being parents is important and having a family is important. And it takes um, a mom and a dad. Yeah. It's very important. And um, whatever that looks like for you, I'll just say that. Whatever that looks like for you. Um, but it takes a mom and a dad. Yeah, I think that's important because this movie really did a whole gender reversal role situation. And I think that oftentimes people think that moms are just supposed to be the homemaker where the dad goes out and make money. Like that's the traditional house roles, but it's not always going to look like that. No. There could be different points in time where it does look like that, but also like being okay with a man or your husband really taking care of the kids and being a stay at home dad. You know what I mean? Like, and being the one, not that the mom's not nurturing, but if the mom is the one who's out there making the money and being able to provide, like the dad can provide that nurturing, like really home life for, for kids. And like, that's okay. What, like your roles don't have to be traditional. They don't have to be what, I don't know, society or your family or, I don't know, the past tells us they have to be like, and it doesn't even have to be like one person cooks and cleans and is the homemaker and the other one, it makes all the money. Yeah. You both can make money and you both can split things to make your house a home. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be both with each other. Um, or if you're by yourself, it can be all of all you. Yeah. Like, you can do all the things. You shouldn't have to do all the things. Yeah. But, but you, you can. Have to. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have to. No, I think it's good. I think I think it was really cool the way that they had, like, the the uh, the um, <laughs> the earth home was, like, stereotypical. Like, mom was at home cleaning things, trying to discipline the kid. Dad was away on a work trip. And then you had the Mars families who was, like, the women were all the, like, very structured, very, like, working class like societal members and then you have the men who all they wanted to do was hug um and they were like here's the thing is that they wanted to love and nurture and hug so and like take care of people so much 
And the women so strongly didn't want that that they put them in the trash. They threw them away. Literally threw them away. Yeah. Crazy, right? We all need love. Don't throw your love away. Don't throw your love away. Great theme, Courtney. Good job. Um, during this movie, we actually had cool snacks. We had popcorn. Yeah. And popcorn with chocolate and caramel syrup. And salt. And sea salt. Yeah. Can't forget the sea salt. Like salted caramel chocolate popcorn. Very good. It is very good. I had regular popcorn. Did you put any cayenne pepper? Or you didn't put any parmesan or anything on it? You just ate the popcorn. Usually I put cayenne pepper, salt, and uh, parmesan on my popcorn because it's like low-cal and it's very tasty. It's like spicy and salty and cheesy. Yeah. Very good. I'm all about the low cal these days. Low cal. Salty and savory. Low cholesterol. Yep. I love sweets, but I had to change my lifestyle. Lower my cholesterol. Here we are. Our listeners don't want to hear about that, though. No. I had a Long Island. You made me a Long Island. I did. Long Island yeah. is my favorite drink of I choice. I made the actual recipe of a Long Island, which is actually... Most bars don't make it this way because it's very strong. Um... It's a it's a shot of uh, shot of gin, shot of tequila, shot of triple sec, shot of vodka, um, shot of rum, lemon juice, and a splash of coke. That is a Long Island iced tea. That is that makes me sound like an alcohol. Strong. Well, she took one sip and she was like, Bleh. "You made it up very strong." I made. The I recipe. normally like it more with more coke in it. Yeah. So what's so normally what I figured out is what most bars do today because they don't want people staggering and falling out and puking in their bar is you do a. Um, three quarter or a half ounce of all those measurements lemon juice and then the rest coke that normally gets it done for you yeah so that's why they put the second one it was much better it was good yeah hey what are we talking about next week iron man super exciting i love iron man yes he does tony stark for president uh he's dead so i hate that so much back in time saving his life me too iron man next week's gonna be super fun um also, we were walking around Epcot yesterday and we were talking and just we were having some drinks and we were having some conversations and I think we have some fun podcast ideas. So be on the lookout for that. Um, maybe some yeah. movie ranking episodes, park episodes coming up like we talked about. Maybe some Disney Resort episodes, stuff like that. We're just going to get creative with our content on the podcast, not just on our pages, but on the podcast and have some guests on and talk about, you know, not just movies, but other aspects of Disney. So be on the lookout. Yeah. Where can they find us? <laughs> Why'd you roll your eyes at me? Because I took a sip of my drink I'm while you were talking. Because I'm over you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very congested, like I'm dying. And I showed up anyway. Always show up. You don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't allow quitting. <laughs> Tell the listeners, does TJ allow quitting? No. It's <laughs> <is> really annoying. <laughs> Okay. Tell them where they can find us. You can follow us for the podcast things at Wish Upon a Sparks Podcast or Wish Upon a Sparks for the Life things. Follow them both. They're both important. They both post podcast things. <laughs> She's sneezing. Hold on. We're going to wait and bless really you. I don't really post podcast. Thank you. I don't really post podcast things on the other page. You will. You want to run it? No, I really don't. Instagram and social media is really hard, okay? Fantastic. Very unmotivating. Sometimes it just is lame because the algorithm 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 sucks. The algorithm 
for those of you listening, I'm going to give you the secret to the algorithm. The algorithm rewards posting every day. It is ever changing. Yeah, but if you you have to, here's the thing: it's exhausting. The algorithm is exactly. I don't have the mental capacity. No, I'm with you. I agree. If you want to do anything on Instagram, you have to post like twice a day, consistently. Real stories, posts. It it wants the content out there, so. But only the content it wants, not the content that you want. Fun fact, I, use, I have a marketing degree and I used to be very good at Instagram, but now I suck at it. Because you stopped posting. Yeah, I don't post anymore. I refuse to post. Um, I don't refuse to post. I actually post sometimes, but anyways. You like, used to post every day and now you post like once or twice a year. Well, I can say the algorithm's changed, but I beat the algorithm. You did at one point. I posted uh, once or twice a day. I did one story a day, and then I liked and followed accounts similar to mine. And I went from 1,000 followers to 25,000 followers in six months. Look at you go. Now I have like 17,000 followers, but people unfollowed me because I stopped posting. <laughs> There's people like that out there, by the way. If you don't post a lot and you're not like giving them content, they will unfollow you. I unfollow people on a daily basis. See, there you go. BT Dubs. BT Dubs. Okay, we'll see you next week for Iron Man. <laughs> we'll see you next week for Iron Man. We're glad you're here. Um, we're super excited for this month. It's going to be fun. We have our cruise coming up. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And um, we're going to recreate some content and get some other stuff out there for you guys. I know the movie stuff's fun, but we have some other ideas. It's going to be good. So we'll see you next week for Iron Man. We hope you have a great magical Monday. Happy magical whatever the day of the week is listening. You're listening to us. And uh, be safe out there and give Mars these moms a listen and a watch. It's a good movie. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm.